Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I would like to welcome Evangelist Jay Smith to the Cold Water Podcast. He's just come back from a crusade from Tanzania with Christ for All Nations. Would you like to tell us about this, Jay, your trip to Tanzania? Yeah, so we just spent two months in Tanzania. Um, five of us were selected to organize our own crusade in a predominantly Muslim region. I believe the statistics were that it was 90% Muslim. And uh, in fact, not too far away from where we were based, there was a uh, an Islamic bombing. Um, so when we got the news of that taking place, you know, um, this yeah. was actually happening and our lives, you know, we could lose our lives. So, um, but right. Jesus called us to go into all the world, not just the nations where it's the most safe. Uh, so we went, we conducted our own crusades. We pulled it together in about four to five weeks, which was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. On a nightly basis, we saw around 2,000 people attend, but on the final night, there were about 3,200 people. And over a period of five days, we saw 960 registered decisions for Jesus. We saw many miracles. We saw Muslims get saved, uh, get healed. People get healed. Deaf ears open, blind eyes open, um, joint pains be gone. And we saw incredible miracles. Then right after the uh, initiation, the town crusade, we, I was a part of a um, operation called Operation Decapolis, which is one of CFAN's uh, fairly new initiatives. This is where they plan to uh, enter into the decade of double har- harvest through the initiative of multiplication. So they had five simultaneous crusades taking place at the same time throughout Tanzania, in which Daniel Kalender would preach once at every single crusade. So we were there in the city of Aringa for about five weeks. I was there for five weeks. Uh, This was also um, a fairly uh, Muslim region also, um, though not as dominated as the other place I was in, Amtuara. So we organized a crusade for five weeks. And then over uh, five days, we saw nightly between 24 to 35,000 people attend these crusades, which was incredible for me. I've never seen anything like this wow. before. And we yeah. saw thousands give their life to Jesus every single night. We saw miracles. Um, in fact, one of the most incredible miracles that we that I saw personally is that we, we, we were living in an area and uh, in this area, they had like a place where they hired deaf, uh, dumb people that couldn't talk or hear. And uh, one of they, they brought their people to the, the gospel crusade. And uh, one of the gentlemen was healed in the name of Jesus. His, ear, his ears opened. And uh, we were told this later on uh, by a team member. So many, many things happened. Uh, but we had an incredible time in yes. Uh, Tanzania. Yes. I bet you're missing it, are you? I miss it so much. I miss the people, like, um, people were wonderful. But I also miss the atmosphere of leading up to a crusade and and obviously the crusade itself. In the five cities, over five days, we saw uh, 62,715 decisions for Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, There's one thing that I did forget to mention. Uh, The whole boot camp, there was about 100 students, and we 
literally we we went to uh whole kids crusades in tanzania and we could be preaching at five six seven schools a day and uh or, sorry five six seven places a day and um literally we saw over 300,000 decisions for for jesus which was absolutely uh incredible to to say the least amazing i bet you didn't think this was going to happen a year ago I had no idea. <laughs> I, I literally, I've been blown away by the hand of God. I've had words that have been spoken over my life. And at the time I thought that that's a great word, but you know, what's that look like? How's that going to work out? And uh, to my complete surprise, I ended up at CFAN in uh, January. And, uh, you know, I'm still in Orlando right now, but to right. head back to the UK soon. Yes, wonderful. I, I actually thought you were in the UK, so that's 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 a miracle in itself that you're connecting yes. from Orlando. So that's lovely. How did you get? How did you, CFAN, come to the front of you know? There's there's many ministries out there, and and what what was it that you know connected you to to Christ for All Nations? Wow, what a question. So I was introduced to Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, I believe during my time in Bible college and I saw the their crusades and then I read his autobiography. I've, I've read it now four times. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it now for, for like uh, for the fifth time. Um, yeah. But just to see how powerfully God used him. And he would say, you know, like there's nothing special about him. He, he just had faith in God and he, he said, yes, every time God told him to do something, he did it so and even in terms of what CFAN are doing I don't think there's another ministry on the planet currently that are doing what they're doing you know a lot of people ministries will want to keep their ministry to themselves they want to like you know one man's holding the microphone but evangelist Daniel Kalenda his heart is multiplication you know the only way that we can see you know millions of people come to Jesus is through literally raising up new evangelists and uh and, you know, like sending them. And that's what CFAN have done. You know, they, 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 they have their boot camp, which they bring in about 100 boot camp students. And it's very intense mm-hmm. um, just because they go through a vetting process to make sure that, you know, that you're right for the mission field. Because yeah. the worst thing that could happen is you get sent onto the mission field and you have a crash while you're out there. Um, so CFAN are very good at what they do. Um, they're very integral they're very conservative, you know, even in their reporting of their statistics and the miracles, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's underestimated rather than over-exaggerated. Yes. Um, so, in fact, our mutual friend, Peter Cavana, yeah. he um, sent me a video of uh, the vision of the Tale of Three Dreams, which was two dreams that Ron Albonke had and then one dream that uh, Daniel Kalenda had. And then I knew, I was like, this is it. So I applied and here I am today. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Peter Cavana is a great encouragement. He really is. How did you become a Christian, Jay? What a question. So I've been a Christian now almost for nine years. Um, I didn't grow up going to church, really. Um, my mother took us to church maybe to the age of four. And then for 12, 12 years, I had nothing to do with church. I didn't really have anything to do with Jesus. The only time I prayed is if, if I wanted something, you know, but any other time, like God wasn't even in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And then at the age of 15, you know, I got involved in some things that I shouldn't have been involved with, you know, uh, drinking, smoking, etc. cetera, yeah. hanging around the wrong crowd. And um, what happened in, in t- 2012, 
I was at, um, I was robbed. I was at knife point. I got hit around the head with a golf club. Um, and the thing was, I knew the people and uh, some of them, they knew me and uh, they didn't even live too far from me, uh, one of them. So I told the police and uh, how it goes on the, on the streets, as they say, is that, you know, if you snitch, you'll get stitches. So I was just living in fear for my life. I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't go places. I was afraid to take certain bus routes just because I didn't want to meet with these people. Uh, I had my front window smashed. Uh, one of the guys knew where I lived. So I was just living in constant fear. My mother, who was living in Cornwall at the time, you know, she she asked me if I wanted to go to church. So we went to church. She came up to where I lived in Birmingham and we went to church. So I started attending church on the evening services. Yeah. Um, I don't ever remember hearing a clear presentation of the gospel. I don't ever remember hearing, you know, an invitation to give our life to Jesus. Um, but one day we found out my brother was demon possessed. Right. And I didn't believe in these things at the time. I thought there is no way that this is real, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother told me about what had happened. They were listening to a preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, how when he died uh, and went to the pits of hell to pay the price and get the keys of life and death, that no devil, no demon could touch him. And it was at this moment, his eyes turned black. He started to convulse and literally the demon would throw him around the room. My mom took him to a local priest and the priest, uh, the demon spoke through my brother to the priest and said, you don't intimidate me, your faith is weak. And then this demon threw my brother on the floor and began to convulse. The priest didn't solve the problem. But thank God we had an auntie in our family who was a born again Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, we arranged to come up to Birmingham to a church, to Mount Zion Community Church to see uh, Pastor Calvin Young. And um you know, for the first time I saw my brother demon possessed and uh, those demons got cast out in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. And then I got offered an invitation to give my life to Christ. At this time, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to really, it's more that I knew that I needed Jesus in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, before I probably think about, you know, what will my friends think? But right at this moment, I, I put both hands on, on grabbing Jesus. That's yes. why... So I invited Christ into my life. Um, I said this, what we call the sinner's prayer, confessing my sin, receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. And then I had this powerful life-changing experience. It kind of felt like I was plugged into a socket and electricity was just flowing through my body. Um, My hands, they went like this and they stretched out wide like this. My legs kicked out straight. And then I started speaking a language I never learned. And I was thinking, what on earth is going on? You know, I've never learned this before. I've never experienced this before. And then I tried to call out for Jesus and I could not say his name. And I struggled and I tried. There was something within me that just didn't want me to say the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the scripture in the Bible where the it's in the book of Romans where Paul says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the spirit of God. I couldn't even say Jesus let alone Jesus is Lord. And I tried for a while and then I started screaming and then whatever's inside of me, it came out. And uh, from that day on, I felt clean. I felt brand new. My life radically changed. For some people, they go through, you know, a process of, you know, stop doing certain things. But for me, it was instant. I stopped swearing, stopped drinking, stopped smoking. In fact, a few weeks later, I had um, 
a friend's party for his 16th birthday and everyone was drinking and smoking. But my desire was to go there, tell them about Jesus and go home. And that's what I did. Uh, and uh, my life was never the same ever yeah. since. That's a, that is amazing. I was, I was a more of a slow burner. So I always thought of, I mean, I, I've had encounters with Jesus since, but uh, I do love testimonies like that. They really, really encourage me because um, just to see the transformation of, of like stepping out from darkness into light, you know, I think that is just, just, just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, what would you say to anyone these, these questions are a bit sort of jumbled in a way because I, this, I'm going to skip back to your evangelist, your evangelistic ministry. So I'm going to say, what would you say to anyone who's thinking about becoming an evangelist? I would say just do it. You know, some people are waiting to hear a voice from heaven. You know, other people are waiting to feel, uh, you know, have feelings with, without fear. Or, or for fear not to be present, but it's simply not the case. I would say just just step out and just do it. And even for those who may not feel called to the evangelistic ministry, just as a Christian, you know, Daniel Chan recently said, he said, I don't preach the gospel because I am an evangelist. He said, I preach the gospel because I am a Christian. And yeah. when you see in the scripture, when Jesus touched someone's life and he said to them, see that you tell no one. And he says that that person went around telling everybody, because when Jesus touches your life, it's impossible to keep to yourself. Oh, brilliant. Amen. How would you encourage anyone listening who doesn't know Jesus to get to know him? Wow. He is the source of your life. The very reason you exist is because he created for you to be here. He planned for you to be here. The very strength, the very health that you have, the very life didn't come from your own will. It came from God. And the best thing you can do is to surrender your life to him. We must remember this life is like a vapor of smoke. You know, Jesus said, your life is like a vapor of smoke. As soon as it comes, it goes. And we must remember that death is not an event somewhere in the distant future. Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke once said to a young man who said, I will choose Jesus at the end of my life. He said, young man, do you not know? that death runs side by side with you all the days of your life and you can cross over at any moment. And we need to consider this with our own life. The Bible says it's appointed for man once to die and then the judgment. So we must keep this in mind. You know, the best thing you can do is give your life to Jesus. After all, he gave his life for you. He shed his blood. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So how could you not give your life to Jesus? You know, the world will chew you up and spit you out, but Jesus will bless you and fill you with life. You must give your life to him. There is no other way. Thank you. That's perfect. Absolutely perfect. What is your, what is your hope for the UK? My hope is for the UK to be saved. Many people think the times of large gospel crusades are over. I disagree. You know, we, we now more than ever, we are in need of large gospel crusades um, because how are we going to reach the nations? The UK alone has almost 60, 60 or 70 million people. If we do one-to-one -one evangelism, it will take a lifetime and much longer, mm -hmm. you know, to win all these people. It's simply impossible. Yeah. So what we must do is have uh, crusades. In fact, I had a dream in December 
And I'm not really a one to, to have dreams, but uh, in this dream, I was in Orlando and um, I was asked to meet with Todd White at the CFAN office. And um, as I'm sitting down talking with him, I turn my head and sitting in front of me is evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. Yeah. And Reinhard said to me, do you have the power? And I said, yes, I have the power. He then, he then said, in fact, he got up and then he, uh, he left the room as I was sharing my testimony with him. And then he was in another room. And in this room, there was a man lying sick on a, on a bed. And as I followed him, I saw him speak to the man and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk with a mighty command. And he took his hand and he helped him up. And then I saw this same man standing on a stage preaching to multitudes of people. He was holding an open Bible in one hand and a small wooden cross in the other. I then turned back my head and I was in the room back where Reinhard was. And he looked at me and intensely he said, we must hold mass gospel crusades. We must see the lost come to Christ. The time is short. And then I woke up. Yeah. And that dream really impacted me. And yeah. it just, you know, even encouraged me in what I believe I see for my own life. So this is what I'm believing for the UK. Yeah, that's wonderful. What are your plans with CFAN next? Just in the what's in the pipeline? Have you got anything in the pipeline? Or yeah. <laughs> just just uh, try to peel an orange in my pocket here, really, and get something from you? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So CFAN, they, they are so incredible. I have joined their um, Global Evangelism Alliance um, which is a network of evangelists worldwide who are a part of the CFAN family. Of course, CFAN, they desire for partnership. That's the whole reason for the decade of Double Harvest. So going forward, um, I definitely want to do another Decapolis operation with CFAN, uh, being a part of the team, helping to organize the crusade and literally seeing thousands come to faith in Jesus. So that, that's what I would like to do. Also, CFAN are... They're incredible. They're going to, you know, they're going to assist by sending uh, now that you are safe booklets when I do my own gospel crusade. Yeah. They're going to provide for that, which is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, the follow up material is incredible. And it's not just the material uh, for the for the person that gives their life to Jesus, but there's also a decision card in the back. Mm -hmm. And this helps us out with follow up, making sure that new believers are integrated into a local church where they can receive uh, follow up discipleship and care in their walk with Jesus. Fantastic. You've just set up a charity, is that right, Jer? Just to, you know, yes, yeah. It's in, it's in the process. So I've started the, um, the proceedings with that. Um, I've been told it could take about 16 to 20 weeks. Right. So just, just in the process. So, so you just let me know the links and I'll put them on the podcast when, when you're ready to do that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll promote that with, for you, if that's okay. Well, that was a wonderful, wonderful talk. Thank you, Jay. Um, and I hope to see you soon. So thank you. I'll, yeah, thank you. God bless. God bless you. listening to the cold water podcast please remember to subscribe and join next week